Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. We made it. We survived the dumpster fire that is married at first sight. Just. I did have a total mental breakdown last week from it all, to be honest. So that is why there was no normal episode on Friday. So apologies for that. The show literally broke me. Maybe I need a panel of experts myself. Just kidding. But thank you so much for being so understanding and for all of the lovely messages you guys sent checking in. I had a few 8 p.m. bedtimes and now I'm back to my sassy self today and ready to kick some more goals. And by goals, I mean Bryce. (laughs) Honestly, the only good thing about this season of Married at First Sight is that it's over. It literally feels like a thousand lifetimes since episode one. And in all of them, Bryce was still a gaslighting asshole. Sorry, I just wanted to play Eminem one final time to lift the mood before we get into this juicy jam-packed episode. Coming up today on this crappy podcast, explosive claims about Jake Edwards' mental health charity after information landed on my desk this week involving a savage assault on an 18-year-old boy. And it wasn't just Beck and Bryce who had secret partners back home during filming. Two more contestants did as well. I reveal the secret partners they tried to hide. Plus, even more shocking claims about fried Bryce. But I mean, what's new? I will also respond to the hilarious claims Bryce made about me on his Instagram account yesterday. So much to unpack there. Plus, lots of Big Brother bombshells coming your way. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's start with our celebrity sightings this week. Spotted, Brett from Married at First Sight working at a family Vietnamese restaurant in Geelong. Weird flex because I thought Brett preferred Japanese. Spotted, Baby Boston getting his first haircut last week. Oh my God, he is so cute. I shared a video of that on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast. If you want some wholesome, adorable content, go and check it out. Spotted, MAFS participant Nick Furphy and Bachelor star Rosemary Cloud on a date in Melbourne. Birds of a feather flock together. Or in Rosemary's case, penguins flock together as the reality TV pyramid scheme continues. Spotted, Dom from Love Island being kicked out of the Coogee Bay Hotel. (laughs) This is my local pub. And let me tell you from experience, it is almost impossible to get kicked out of this venue. You have to be seriously intoxicated or misbehaving to get kicked out of there. I have had like five life bans from that place. And every time I try to re-enter, they always take me back. Oh my God. Oh my God. Last week on Instagram, I pointed out the fact that Jake Edwards clothing brand that he heavily promoted during Married at First Sight, as promised by production, had Reese Power as a model and spokesperson. 
Now, we all know about Reese's domestic violence history and the disturbing things that multiple women have spoken out and claimed that he has done to them. So it was very surprising for me to see that someone who is an advocate for mental health would choose such a person to be the face of their brand and be promoting them. Like, is Jake only an advocate for men's mental health and not women's? It just makes no sense to me because what sort of mental health doesn't include the mental state of women who have been violently abused by men. And how could Channel 9 promote a brand that is associated with someone like that? It just blows my mind. Now, the plot thickens even more because after sharing that, a woman actually got in touch with me and tipped me off about something even more disturbing about this situation. The co-owner of the clothing brand slash charity, Adam Fenton, who was also Jake's best man at his wedding was charged with assault for an unprovoked attack on an 18-year-old in 2015. Now, he's 40 years old, and he's also a trained fighter. The source explained to So Dramatic, the horrific attack caused deep mental health issues for this 18-year-old boy as it stopped him from achieving his lifelong dream of going to the army. He missed out on a lot of things in life because of the injuries he sustained as a result of the attack. After court, Adam received 300 hours community service, a 24-month community corrections order and a drug and alcohol course, which we were all livid about because it was an unprovoked attack. The poor boy didn't even see his attacker. The whole SPK clothing is a pathetic joke. I was also sent a Facebook post that the mother of the boy who was attacked wrote at the time. Life can change in the blink of an eye. To think that not even a week ago, we were out shopping for suits and bow ties to spending the last few days in hospital. Some scumbag has put a big hold on my son's life. For no reason, some dickhead, brackets, sorry, but that's the politest word I can think of right now, decides that it's okay to lay their hands on someone else and cause a fractured skull, which is right near his neck and spinal cord. So he now has to spend the next six weeks minimum in a collar with 15 stitches in the back of his head so he cannot get his license or go for his army medical. I hope the asshole gets sentenced properly and goes to jail and gets what he deserves while he's in there. Now, I did contact SPK Clothing and Adam Fenton for a comment 10 days ago, but I am yet to receive a reply from either of them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This led me to look into Jake even more. And what I found out is quite interesting. Jake also has the tattoos Chaos and Order on his hands. Now, this is a direct reference to the work of Dr. Jordan Peterson, who some of you may be familiar with. If you're not, let me enlighten you. He's famous for his theory about male energy being order and feminine energy being chaos. His book, 12 Rules for Life, is rife among men who start sentences with, to play the devil's advocate. So Jake, to play the devil's advocate, why did you use Reese Power in your campaign? Peterson has also been called a sexist and a misogynist and is referred to as the custodian of the patriarchy because he defends the principles of masculinity with sexist quotes and theories. Some of these include, he says there's a crisis in masculinity. Why won't women, all these wives and witches, just behave? The masculine spirit is under assault. He says in his world, order is masculine, chaos is feminine, and an overdose of femininity is our new poison. So why would Jake Edwards have tattoos worshipping this outdated and sexist belief system? 
it honestly just does not align with the rest of his views that he claims to stand by. And I do know that he got those tattoos in reference to Jordan Peterson because he wrote a Facebook post when he got the tattoos saying just that. Let me read it out to you. New Ink Today. I first heard of the chaos and order theory by Dr. Jordan Peterson and straight away I connected with it. We all rely on having each of these in our lives. And for those who know me best, understand this to be a perfect reflection of my journey. Now the plot thickens even more. Last week, Jake's ex-fiance Paige, she's the one who edited all of her captions and wrote some pretty juicy stuff about him cheating on her at the time he was announced for Married at First Sight, as I've previously revealed on this podcast. Now, last week as the show was ending, she shared some more juicy screenshots about Jake on her Instagram. I have reshared these on my Instagram already, so go and have a look at them if you want to check them out. Basically, multiple women coming forward and saying that he sent them dick pics. He allegedly cheated on her multiple times. So it wasn't just the one time that he said he was extremely remorseful about. It was allegedly more than once. So go and have a look if you want that tea. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we were all mind blown to discover that in the short space of just six months, Bryce had an engagement, a new girlfriend, went on national TV and married someone else. And we were even more surprised to find out that he had been hiding this secret girlfriend on the outside the entire time during filming, while simultaneously the rest of the world couldn't even leave their homes. We all felt incredibly bad for Courtney, who had been played by Bryce big time after he made her wait for him during filming, only to dump her just before the final vows. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, a source got in touch with So Dramatic this week and revealed that whilst Bryce was with Courtney... He was also still in contact with his ex-fiancee, Lana, and was begging for her to take him back just two weeks before filming MAFs. They said, just before filming Married at First Sight, Bryce was begging Lana to take him back. Literally two weeks before. She had been visiting him in Canberra after they split, whilst he was still with Courtney. He was calling her nonstop and begging her to give things another shot. It became so full on that she had to block his number because he just wouldn't stop. He then started sending her notes saying she better take him back because his mental health was not good. When she told him that she'd moved on, he went even more psycho. Turns out Bryce doesn't like rejection. Who would have thought? Another source said, I was at the gym with Bryce's ex today and she is thriving now that she's away from his manipulation. She said he was begging for him to take her back right up until he left for filming. And why does he want her back? Because he realized he was nothing without her. He's honestly one of the most hated men once he has lived somewhere. That's why he's always moving around and relocating. Now, this is another contradiction from Bryce because remember he said during Married at First Sight that he would never go back to an ex? Well... Turns out he tried and the ex just didn't want him. Now this backs up some more info that I had, which I've shared on Patreon this week. He still had photos of him and Lana up on his Facebook account, like photos from their engagement, photos from when they moved to Melbourne. After he'd finished filming, literally in January, a source dishes even more juicy details about this saying, Lana was begging for him to delete all traces of her from his social media because she wanted to remain private. However, He refused. He told her that he needed to keep the photos up because it fit in well with his backstory and people would feel sorry for him for having a failed marriage. (laughs) Newsflash, Bryce, no one's ever going to feel sorry for you after your disgusting behaviour on the show. Sorry to break it to you. A few months later, Bryce then asked Lana for her engagement ring and their dog back. 
The source says Lana refused to give the ring back because she said it was a gift. It's not even worth that much, but he just didn't want her to have it. Then he asked for the dog back. Like, what the fuck? The poor girl went through hell and then he wants to take the only thing she has left off her too. He's horrible. I wonder... (laughs) I wonder... (laughs) I wonder if he asked Courtney for the plant back. (laughs) She already got ripped off when like six people allegedly went in for the group present for a plant. Poor thing. I hope she got to keep that at least. But then again, it's Bryce. What do we expect really? Oh my God. Oh my God. Another episode... (laughs) Another colleague coming forward to spill tea about Bryce. They wrote, Bryce had a meeting at a Melbourne radio station that rhymes with Miss and was told that they need host people actually like. Savage. Bryce is still ringing around radio stations, desperately trying to get a job and no one wants a bar of him. Now, I also have it on good authority from someone else in the radio industry that Bryce has actually been blacklisted from a number of networks after he wrote defamatory material about a number of his former colleagues over the last few weeks. They said, no one in radio wants to touch him with a 10-foot pole. The funny thing is, even if people are problematic or bullies, the bosses do often keep them in their jobs if they are good talent on air. But Bryce is not talented. (laughs) Move over, Kim Kardashian. Oh my God. Bryce really might just get his dream of being the next Kim Kardashian. She was told she had no talent and look at her now. (laughs) But I beg of you, Bryce, (laughs) please no sex tape. The source added, after seeing all the stuff he's been pulling and the lengths he's gone to to intimidate and defame former colleagues, everyone will be steering clear of him now. Smart move. Oh my God, oh my God. Now the next little bit of tea is so hot. I cannot reveal who it's about, but I will let you color in the lines. Guys, you know that if I can't reveal who it is for legal reasons, it must be fucking hot tea. So the tip off is one of my friends has been hooking up with a chap from the new season of maths, but because he does so much coke, he can't get it up. She has had enough. And then they did like a smoke blowing out of the nose emoji. Also, this will come as no surprise to anyone, but literally all of the blokes admitted to each other that they are not there to find love. Now that tea is a little bit old because I've been clearing my inbox this week and stumbled across it. So thank you to the person who sent that in. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Let's leave the dumpster fire that is married at first sight behind us just for a minute I'm gonna go back to it later in the episode (laughs) I can't help myself but let's talk about big brother the wholesome palate cleanser we all needed after the main meal which was married at first sight now I'm gonna be honest with you guys I have not done my due diligence this week I haven't done my job and I have not watched an episode because basically I was editing audio and stuff like that so I'm behind I plan to catch up this weekend because I've heard that it is amazing and also I did have a lot of big brother goss for you guys last week but unfortunately because I didn't record I just had to scrap it because it played out on screens anyway so sorry about that I know a lot of you are asking for big brother tea All right, let's get into it. Um, 
So this season of Big Brother is taking things back to basics and the old Big Brother values because everyone complained last year that they didn't like the new format. So the production decided to make some changes. We love when a production team listens to their audience, don't we guys? One insider dishes to so dramatic. Even the aesthetic and feel has gone back to the old Big Brother. Last year was just too stylized. It was too fast. They never wasted a minute. It was either you were watching a challenge or you were watching a task. And then it was like, oh, you're watching someone being eliminated. There was no personality. They are slowing things down again and showing more candid moments. You see them doing their laundry and having chats and stuff like that, which we didn't get any of last year. The challenges are still there, but there are more moments where we get actual character development. Now, as I said, I haven't watched, so apologies if that has already been made clear this season. I'm not sure. Now, this insider says that the reason last season felt so rushed was because, well, it was, but because the contestants were boring. They said there was no big or amazing personalities in the house last year. It was a snooze fest and producers had nothing to work with, so they just rushed through it. This year is a much better cast and series. There are a lot of twists and turns and amazing things happen. Now, let's talk about the contestant I am most excited to see, Mary Kalafatidis. Apparently, though, Mary wasn't as exciting as she was hyped up to be. One contestant described her as boring. They said, Mary almost gets eliminated in week one. Then she changed strategy after she nearly got eliminated. She was like, oh, fuck, I nearly got eliminated. My whole strategy of cooking them food and talking about food has fallen over. I shouldn't have been doing that. I need to become friends with them. So she has this change of strategy in week two. But essentially, her change of strategy is good because then she actually starts getting seen on TV because in the first four episodes, she's barely visible. She's boring. She stays until about the halfway mark and warms up and gets funnier and more interesting as the show goes on. I cannot wait to see that. Now, a little interesting tidbit about Ari. He's actually the manager of Angela and Xavier from last year's cast and Insider Dishes. Ari has been managing them since they got off the show last year. He booked Angela on Holy Moly, then got himself on Big Brother. (laughs) Love the initiative, Ari. He is the villain this season. He says outrageous things, but it's actually hilarious. For example, he goes into the darkroom and talks about Chris the magician and says, oh my God, he told me he's a magician. He should get a real job. I nominate him. Please get rid of him. Okay, I'm going to run through a few quick bombshells now, guys. Hookups. Apparently, the new Big Brother contestants are a lot more exciting. And word on the street is that there has been a lot of bed hopping and tonsil tennis happening under the sheets. Yay! I hope they bring back the dancing doona. Game plays. The housemates are a lot more savvy this year and there is a lot more people who are playing the game and even more backstabbing than ever before. Everyone is a great player and plays the game hard. Tilly, she's really good on the show, apparently. She has been dubbed the new Sky Wheatley, but apparently she's going to be even more likable than Sky was. And she's going to be even bigger than Sky based on how she goes on the show. They said the producers really liked her and they are giving her the best edit of all time. They've given her funny catchphrases and stuff like that. She is hilarious. I'm excited to see her. She seems cool. Now, there is also talks of a Big Brother All-Stars in the works. However, devastating news for us. It is not going to be an All-Stars All-Stars. 
they are only going to use contestants from the Channel 7 network version, not contestants from the OG franchise, just the new franchise, which is just so stupid. So unfortunately, no Sarah Marie and no Bum Dance. This is apparently going to happen. So they're going to do one more season of Big Brother and then they're going to do the All-Stars. So all of the previous contestants are like on their best behavior because they all really want to be cast on it. So good for them. Good luck. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week after a little hiatus. So I'm excited for this one. So this season I revealed that Bryce was hiding a secret girlfriend on the outside named Courtney, as well as obviously Beck's infamous incident with her boyfriend. Turns out though, they were not the only ones hiding secret partners on the outside. Drum roll, please. Joe and Brett were also hiding secret partners. God. The morals on this show are more non-existent than my dating life and I haven't been on a date in like two years. One listener wrote into So Dramatic and said, Hey Megan, long time listener, first time messenger. I have some hot tea for you, which you probably already know. Well, I didn't, so... I have a friend who's friends with Brett from Maths, ex-girlfriend, and he left her to go on the show. She was living with him and everything prior to the breakup. She found out through the grapevine that he was in Sydney filming maths. She messaged him to ask what the hell was going on and he messaged her back saying he had an NDA and asked her not to tell anyone. So I contacted a source close to Booker who confirmed that this is indeed correct tea. They said, yes, we know that Brett dumped someone right before coming on Married at First Sight, but he never mentioned who that someone was. He only said he had really damaged girlfriends in the past. Such a hero. He tried to get back with her when he left the show and she told him to shove it. We love her for that. They then revealed to me that this girl had actually gotten in touch with Booker post-filming. So those two have been speaking and exchanging notes, I believe. The second person hiding a secret partner on the outside was Joe. She had a secret boyfriend waiting for her back home during filming. One source who knows Joe said... Joanne has had a boyfriend the whole time. She was with him before filming and they now live together. His name is Joe Donaghy. So Joe met Joe. He is 30 and from Lang Warren, but they live together now in the Pines, which is pretty much the Bronx of Frankston. She met Joe at the barbershop she works at. They were dating before the show, but she didn't want to give up her once in a lifetime opportunity after she missed out on Farmer Wants a Wife years ago. Ooh, tea. Joe was sending her flowers to the hotel room while she was in quarantine in Sydney before the show to stop her from doing it. He also sent her flowers and a note during their honeymoon. Now, I was literally like, A, how would he get the address? And like, B, who the hell would be that brazen to do that? But I cross-checked this with a contestant and they were like, yeah, I've actually got a photo of the flowers. So they sent me a photo of these flowers and there was like a little note and it said, Dear Joe, I miss you, JLD, which is his initials. And Joe was apparently telling all of the contestants about Joe during filming and it was no secret to anyone. Like she was literally gushing about him and saying how she's got this hot young guy on the outside. One contestant says, James is coming off like he has trust issues, but this is why. Joe kept leaving to talk to her boyfriend, Joe, back home. They were back together the day she returned from Sydney after filming in November. Morning. Oh, my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. 
Don't forget, if you haven't already listened to the bonus episode on Patreon that spills some serious hot tea about a number of shocking incidents involving Bryce. There was one where he was on the soccer field and he made some horrific comments about a player's wife who had just undergone chemotherapy and another incident where he spat on another player who was a relative of MAF star Cameron Dunn. I got such good feedback on that episode. I'm so glad it lived up to the hype. Go and check it out. I'm also going to drop another Patreon episode right now. I'm going to answer all of your Married at First Sight Q&A questions on Patreon because this episode went a little over time. Make sure you go and subscribe. I've also got bonus pictures, videos, DMs, and all of that stuff being uploaded multiple times a week. In addition to the Instagram page, which is running business as usual, pending I don't get deleted sometime soon. Haters gonna hate. I had my Facebook permanently deleted last week um, and I lost everything, my photos, messages, memories, but I do have it back now. But look, I'm just really scared of my Facebook and Instagram being shut down. So I've got to be careful about what I post now. So Patreon is going to be where the hot tea is at. Guys, you know the drill. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And follow me on Instagram at so dramatic podcast underscore Facebook, so dramatic podcast and the Facebook group, so dramatic podcast community. And for everything else, including the merch, head to sodramaticmedia.com. And Drama Army, please keep sending in your tips and receipts. You guys are just amazing. I am slowly working my way through my inbox now that Married at First Sight is not on 20 nights a week. I just want to say as well a quick thank you for all of your support this season. Um, you guys have made it somewhat bearable. Now exciting news. I will be back in your ears on Tuesday morning with another explosive interview with another current Married at First Sight star. I'm not going to say who because I don't want Channel 9 to get wind of it and threaten legal action again, but it's a big one. And someone you have all been asking me to get on the podcast for a very long time. A very, very controversial contestant. That is all I will say. Do not miss that. Mark your diaries now. I will be in your ears on Tuesday. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pistetto.